welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director with Meetings Today. And joining us today um, are Patrick Smith, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer uh, for Cvent, and Rachel Andrews, Director of Meetings and Events uh, for Cvent. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Thank you. And you guys are just coming off your big uh, Connect program. I got to uh, sit in on some of that. And uh, there's just a lot of stuff happening with Cvent. I, I guess as, as always is the case. Um, uh, you know, so you know, first of all, uh, what were your impressions of that program and, uh, and some of the, the news and uh, proceedings that came out of that? Yeah, so Tyler, why don't I kick it off? Um, and then Rachel can, can certainly add to it. You know, I think that the biggest thing that I sensed was just an excitement to be meeting again. Um, there was just a lot of appreciation for seeing friends again and actually being in a meeting with other people. So I was really curious to see if this would feel like one of our other Connect conferences that had more people in person in prior years. And the buzz was still there. And I think the, the appreciation for meeting in person, the appreciation for shaking a hand, doing business, going to a, a great keynote or a breakout session, learning, getting inspired, that hasn't gone away. And if anything, I think it's even more elevated now that we haven't had this for a while. So I think that was number one. And number two, it's the idea that um, hybrid events can really bring you the best of both worlds if done right. And I, and I think we had a lot of good comments from our online audience that they felt like they were part of an experience when they were attending a live event, even if they were virtual and seeing the buzz on site. So I think it it validated in many ways um, the approach to hybrid and something that, that we certainly think is can be a strategic part of um, uh, an organization's total event program by embracing the big audiences online and the excitement on site and putting those two things together. So all in all, I think we were pleased. Rachel? Yeah, I was definitely pleased. I think there, you know, I echo uh, Patrick's sentiment with, uh, and hopefully you felt the FOMO of not being there, Tyler, but be also being able to experience something, um, you know, with the, the two different experiences that we were able to curate. Um, I think for, for, for me, kind of coming back, this has been a very long road of, of recovery for the industry and, and for, for us and our total events program. And so it felt like a long time coming. I know you, you, uh, you spoke earlier this year, or last year on our, our, our virtual experience in 2020, and um, we felt like this was the right move for us going going hybrid and having that extra reach to to really accommodate the attendees that might not be able to go. Um, so that was really important to us and having that happen and, and having executed that I'm, I'm glad we we went that route because there were a lot of people that really, really wanted to experience the content that were able to uh, virtually. Um, so planning to experience has been was definitely a fun uh, learning experience and um, great for for our business and great for our events program. Great, and I, you know I got to uh, participate in that and enjoyed it. And um, you know, and one thing I, I thought it was pretty cool and, and stood out and, and probably got a lot of coverage too is that your CEO and founder Reggie Agarwal uh, proclaimed it was the golden age of meetings. Um, and I think you know it might be kind of shocking to hear someone say that after all we've been through in the last year and a half to just that unbridled optimism. Um, what do you think he meant by that? And, and what do you, you both think um, 
uh, that. Yeah, uh, so Tyler, I think what he meant was that, that obviously we're not proclaiming the pandemic behind us. Yeah. There's still a lot we need to do there, I think, um, you know, just, just across the, the landscape of, of the world, frankly. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think what we're saying is that, that the pandemic caused a big shift in the industry. That was the push to digitization. We've always been in the digitization game. That's been um, CVENT's mission for 20 years is to automate what, an, what has oftentimes been an offline process. But the idea that a virtual event is fundamentally a digital event, and that's fundamentally a digital marketing tactic, and you can track and understand how attendees interact at a virtual event. So that idea that we've digitized this information is going to cascade into in-person events too, investing more in technology to understand what's happening on site and making sure you have all these engagement points and you invest in an event app and all these ways of gamifying things. So people are interacting, downloading content, chatting, asking questions, taking polls, all these things, you're gathering all this information. That mindset has changed the industry. And I think the that we're really excited about what this means because now you have virtual not going anywhere because of your ability to have a very accessible event get people around the globe to attend in some cases even get executives to attend who might not be willing to go and jump on a plane for a three-day on-site experience so you've opened up the aperture of your audience but then you can also have that deep in-person event still and then do the same, do the two together with hybrid, as we discussed earlier. So the golden age of events is really about three really strong delivery models and event types that you can ponder. And then a fourth potentially, which is this continuous event of engaging with content and video before an event occurs and after it occurs. So you can carry on the conversation. So we just think events are being more essential now, more essential to the marketing mix. A great opportunity to engage that you couldn't do before, potentially, when you just had an in-person program. So that's really what we're talking about. Um, you know, we need to, to train people up on tech and they need to think a bit differently. But the digitization of the pandemic has really driven where we are now as an industry. And we think that's exciting. And I think Rachel is a practitioner here, so um, so she can comment, too. I think what's exciting is the the, the innovative nature of where we are within our industry. And I think that that's what Patrick just mentioned and what Reggie alluded to. I, I think the importance of meetings was not that it was ever in doubt, but it's completely solidified and, and even more important now that we are returning um, to whatever your total events program looks like, by the way, you could have a healthy mix of all these different new formats. And that's exactly what we're doing with our total events program. We're going to have, you know, we already have virtual and hybrid are not new things, but it's evolved into a different type of event design um, that does make it more interactive for the virtual audience, does make it more engaging, does allow for you to have the the up, you know, upscaled production potentially, um, and does allow for you to reach a lot more people that you wouldn't normally. Um, and so for those that were, are worried about um, the, the safety of meeting, you have those additional options now at your fingertips where um, within your total events program, whatever that mix is for your business. Yeah, and I would add on there, Tyler, just a quick, um, um, you know, kind of anecdote too, is it's all about engagement these days. And I think what, what we're realizing is the power of an event to engage someone for hours or even days is really important in this noisy world we're in where mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to get someone to come to a website and have a great two minute experience. But when you can talk to someone for hours and days, they're giving you their captive attention. 
that's an incredible opportunity to build your brand, drive your mission forward, whatever organization you are, for profit or not, and learn a lot about your attendee that you can then follow up appropriately. So, so we think it has the ability to be an even more substantial engagement and marketing tactic than before with this burgeoning total events program that uh, Rachel described. And, and is, there, is there anyone out there that's doing a good job of that right now? And I, you know, and I guess perhaps you with uh, your connect event uh, would be maybe an obvious one, but um, you know, anyone who's a good example out in the industry who's really kind of jumping into this new uh, trend. Yeah, Tyler, you know, I think without naming individual companies, um, you know, I think organizations that really take events to heart. I mean, there's a lot of associations that that run events and and spend a lot of time um, doing this. MPI has had, um, you know, that is naming one, but they, they had a, a hybrid event. Um, they've had two actually over the last year or so, um, you know, that were um, their marquee events, if not more. So you have organizations doing that, but I think a lot of the associations, organizations in the tech sector, um, those that have big user conferences and get a lot of people together are embracing the total event program. Um, but really any organization that run events uh, and really relies on them have seen a gap, you know, since since the pandemic started, they first had to navigate through having no in person, then transition to virtual. Now they want to go back to in person, but keep virtual going. Um, but it's it's anyone that really views events as strategic has a great opportunity here to embrace this golden age that we think is coming. And uh, and Rachel, you're very well versed on this, of course. And um, what are some of the key pillars involved in a successful program like this? And and it really seems like it's uh, kind of 24-7. Uh, the event never uh, never begins, never ends, and just keeps going. And and how do how do traditional planners fit into that? And how what would you tell a traditional planner who may not want to uh, jump headfirst into this virtual hybrid world um, about uh, why uh, you know how can you make the case that that, that they should really uh, uh, sort of transform themselves? Uh, you know, I always tell people don't get left behind. I think with any technology and how we evolve in this world, I, 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 I highly recommend that people do embrace technology. And, and I'm not just saying that as a, as a planner working for a, a tech company. I think we've been able to um, really take a seat at the boardroom table by having this one system of record, by having this you know, the data concept behind our total events program. I used to, at my, my former job, I would get so upset because we didn't really have a way to get feedback. We didn't really have a way to track ROI. And now we've shifted so much into that, that, um, you know, I'll answer your question in two parts because I think you asked me three or four questions there. <laughs> so, but I, I think for, for me, you know, with, within our total events program and the shifting kind of landscape of roles, like we are business operators, we are mini CEOs of our own of total events program. And so we have to be able to show that impact. And the only way to really do that is with data. Um, so, so that's, that's one thing I would, I would say to them. So if you're not embracing technology and, and, and I know there's a lot to learn, but if you're not embracing it, you're not um, fully capturing the value that you're bringing to the company. And as we've seen with with the pandemic and what it did to our our, our landscape, um, I think it proved that events were were, were beneficial to the, the overall business needs of many businesses. Um, so I think that's one really solid business case of why you need tech or why you need to track or why you need to look at your changing roles in a different light. 
you know, we're, we don't just order tablecloths and chairs. We, um, we are strategic project managers and strategic business owners. Um, so, you know, I know, I know you mentioned that the six pillars of our, our successful program, I think of, of the, the, the hybrid experience and a lot of it isn't new. A lot of it is just making sure you're incorporating technology into the pillars. So, you know, the first pillar that, um, you know, we, we say is kind of the, the content um, and event design. So you have to, you have to craft an, ag an agenda or content in a way that's going to highlight both um, audiences. You have to think through um, for each of the pillars, you have to think through how your audience is engaging with all six pillars. So within this event design kind of engaging content pillar, you need to think about what that experience is going to be for your attendees. Um, obviously, a huge pillar is your venue, and that can be your uh, your in-person venue. That can be your online venue. Um, that can be however you're however you're uh, having your venue displayed, working safely with your 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 venue and, and partners and and whoever you need to make that experience um, work. So whether that's a virtual venue or if that's an in-person venue, working with them. Um, obviously, your marketing and reg registration. Without that, you're not driving attendance and you're not hitting your audience generation goals. Um, you need to make sure that that's a key part of your um, your roles and part of your hybrid event. Um, then community. I mean, it all comes down to who's coming, who your personas are, um, making sure you're building connections between people to make your your event an actual success. Because if you're not doing that, what's the point? <laughs> you want to make sure it, as part of your event goals that you're establishing those networking opportunities, you're establishing those content that are connecting people. Um, the fifth was would be your sponsors and exhibitors. Obviously, we you, you're only one company, and if you're not working with your your different providers and your exhibitors or your sponsors to make the event a success, that's not a very strategic way of doing your events. So looping in those those partners, whether they be more strategic suppliers or someone that fits into your ecosystem that you're serving your customers with, you need to make sure that they're part of it. Or on the flip side, you have sponsors that want to meet with your attendees or exhibitors that um, you know want to meet with your attendees and your attendees want to meet with them. That's a key piece of it too, is to make sure there's actual business being conducted. Um, and then I think the last one, I think I'm on six, uh, it would be the insights and, and data part of it. Um, like I mentioned before, if we didn't ask for feedback, if we weren't looking at all the engagement metrics, if we weren't actually taking that into account, we wouldn't have changed this program since, so much since you know 2012, right? Every single year has been different because of all the insights and data that we have kind of um, put into this and looked at what is working, what's not, what made sense for the business, what didn't, what made sense for our attendees, um, what didn't. I think that that's a critical piece of the event planning process that sometimes people don't feel like they have enough time to do, but it's so worth it in the end to, to make sure you do those debriefs because if you don't, your event's never gonna evolve and change. I don't know, Patrick, if I missed anything within those pillars, but feel free to chime in. No, I think you went through them uh, rather well, thanks. <laughs> and it really seems, Seems like, you know, the more I grasp this and, you know, having covered the industry for so long and from the very start of when I covered it, it was always like, how, how do we make a meeting professional, you know, have them get a seat at the table? Well, maybe that moment has arrived if they really up their game and can analyze data and make help inform strategic decisions more. 
Um, but you know, how do you see the future? I mean, we've all sort of like learned how to do this to re, you know repair the airline airplane when it was in flight. Basically, the old uh, the old saying goes. Do you think in the future there will be more people actively involved in programs, and you'll have different people segmented into being a data expert, being the logistics person, et cetera? Yeah, Tyler, I think so um, because it just look at what we've done with our events team here at Cvent. Um, they have a seat at the table with um, with the top of the organization. We're, they're working; they're part of our marketing organization, but they're working actively with. Um, the demand generation and field marketing teams to create events that maximize engagement so we can get as much intelligence about our buyer as possible, and then integrate that with our marketing automation system and CRM system to quickly take action. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the buffet that Rachel was talking about. It's about the ROI of the event and the impact of that to our goals, which are in many cases um, customer retention or new prospect acquisition. So they're building these events with that in mind, but they're also really actively working on production. So we use our own tools for our own webinar programs, for our own virtual events, as you might imagine. And one of the things that, that we do is work hand in hand with the events team to produce the event itself, you know, using our own technology too now. Um, so we create lower thirds and different screen layouts and they'll have a lot of good advice on, you don't want this, you don't want a ton of graphics. Think about a TV show. Think about how an NFL production looks or a news program looks from, from an experiential perspective. So they've moved from planning and logistics to experiential experts, TV producers, video editors, um, you know, video production experts and, and with production tools that are online. And this is a skill set that is just going to make them more important than ever before and broaden their horizons, take them closer to IT, closer to the marketing department or wherever else they want to go. It's this kind of rise of the event technologist that we've been talking yeah. about, which we're seeing. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, well, thanks for all of your insight. And um, I know, you know, just recently, that CVAN and Amadeus announced an expansion of their partnership. Uh, so maybe explain what that means. And it really impacts uh, small meetings, bookings more than, than anything. Yeah, so Tyler, we wanted to give organizations a way to, to kind of do small meetings and not have to go through extensive RFP process, processes. So it was really uh, helping organizations, you know, hoteliers unlock their inventory and allow people to easily more easily book a simple meeting that might have taken too long in the past. So that's really it in a nutshell. And what does that sort of look like, uh, do you think? I know there was a quote in the press release about, you know, it'd be easy as booking air, rail, car, or hotel accommodations. Um, so I, I'm guessing they're pretty simple meetings and a very sophisticated one. You're still, you know, having to get the interaction uh, with a, a lot of different people. Uh, yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, and Tyler, you know, our goal is to really power the entire meetings and events ecosystem. So you're, you're I'm sure you're familiar with our C event supplier network mm -hmm. that has, you know, 280 some thousand venues and hoteliers on. And people use that for the big meetings where you want to send an RFP to five or six places in Southern California that has the space, the, the, the safety protocols, maybe the hybrid um, AV technology that would allow you to pull off a hybrid event. So it's the the CSN and our other networks for the bigger meetings are for sourcing those things that require RFPs and a lot of different decisions to be made with more requirements. But 
but you don't need that for a simple meeting. And that was really the intention of the announcement is to make that easy. You don't have to use a big hammer for a small nail. Excellent. Thank you. Um, and then before we uh, depart the podcast here, um, what do you see in, in the next three, six months? I mean, as we're talking right now, the uh, Delta variant is here and, and really, you know, we were hoping to be further along, I think, into a full recovery. Um, what is uh, what is what are your perspectives on where we're at and where we might uh, be in the next few months? Yeah, so I mean, we're not health experts, obviously, but but what we see is a continued excitement in the industry, and uh, I think everyone now has at their fingertips the ability to to pull off a great virtual event if they need to do that, Tyler. So I think we have a more prepared. Um, mm -hmm. more um, enlightened, I think, meetings and events industry that is prepared to, if things linger a little bit longer than before, we can still run great engaging events. And as soon as things open up a little bit more, jump back into in-person. So I think it's a lot of flexibility and a lot of trial by fire that's going to pay off. Rachel, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I think it depends on what region you're planning for, obviously. But for for us, for the next you know three months, I'm I'm personally focused on our Connect Europe program, which is October 5th through 6th, and then within seven months we have Connect US again. You know, I, I we're monitoring it every step of the way. It changes week over week for us. But I think to just to echo Patrick, like we have our total events program mapped out by all these different formats, which gives us a lot of flexibility in those regions where it probably isn't safe to meet yet. Um, you know, just depending on what those local health and safety guidelines look like. Um, but, you know, we learned a lot from doing Connect US and we're excited for, for the next, um, you know, six months or so and to, to play out what events we have coming back in person and what events we're continuing to execute virtually because of the success of that. And we're just hopeful that um, we continue on this, you know, agile <laughs> total events program that we have going. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Rachel and Patrick, for your time today. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks so much for having us. Take care. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, Rachel Andrews, Director of Meetings and Events for CVent, and Patrick Smith, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer. Uh, thanks for joining us today for this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director at Meetings Today. Um, if you're interested in more podcasts, head on over to meetingstoday.com and visit our podcast section uh, for great opinions from thought leaders in the meetings and events industry. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you.